You are listening to Johnny Rubes on the 2400 Block Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Powered by Riverside FM. Hey everyone, welcome to season number four. This is the opener here. And uh, I got a special guest. Yes, he is the one, the only Sean SF Banks. And um, right before we get down to it and talking about his brand and the positive impact that he has on the kids and the youth out there, I got some questions to ask him. And uh, we're going to go through that for the next couple of minutes here on the podcast. So uh, let's get ready for it. You ready, Sean? Hey, I'm ready. Let's do it. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right, Sean. Like Tell the viewers and listeners about yourself in your own words, because most of them are just getting to know you right now with this episode. All right, man. Well, I, I tell you, um, my name is Sean Banks. I'm out of Atlanta, Georgia, originally from Seattle, Washington, and uh I found myself working with youth over the last 20 years. Uh, never wanted to work with kids at all. Had zero passion working with kids. Couldn't stand kids, uh, actually. And uh, found myself uh, getting in a field that has totally transformed my life in a positive way and has allowed me to uh, make some impact in the lives of youth around the world. Um, I grew up in the city of Seattle, right, uh, in the 80s and 90s where gang violence was crazy. Uh, my mom got us out of the projects and uh, by starting a house cleaning service, actually. Uh, she started cleaning uh, for the mayor of Seattle and all these different uh, wealthy business people, which gave us a big dream to see what was possible based on how they were living. And uh, we got out of there, came came down south to Atlanta and, you know, it kept going from there. And so uh, my aunt and cousin were murdered in a uh, domestic violence situation when I was a teenager. That is, and that inspired me to want to do something in their honor. And that's how, you know, 10, 15 years later, uh, I actually ended up stumbling, stumbling into working with youth and realized that that was a part of uh, that prayer and dream that I had earlier in my life. Oh, wow. Yeah, man. Wow. That was, that's very powerful, man. Sir. All right. So you've done so much for the kids and youth and fostering their growth on personal development. And, and there's the products. Yeah. The, the wide array of products you have and the camps yeah. and the conferences. Can you elaborate yeah. more on those? Yeah. So I started with I Am Defense Institute, which was a program to teach women and children how to defend themselves. Uh, from mm-hmm. there, opened up Camp Warrior King, which is a uh, summer camp uh, designed to uh, expose kids to activities they normally wouldn't experience during the school year. Uh, and we're actually, uh, this will be our 10th year of Camp Warrior oh, King wow. this summer. We started at the end of May. From there, we uh-huh. went to the You Can Have It All Youth Conference which is designed to motivate children to go after their dreams. Uh, we've done some uh, stateside and also internationally. Uh, we have the You Can Have It All uh, Orphanage in Bombo, Uganda, East Africa, uh, where we help children continue to go to school and get education. Because uh, it's totally different there than it is in the U.S. Uh, you have to get educated in order to be able to have any kind of job uh, to sustain yourself. Uh, and, you know, from there we went to, you know, You Can Have It All Kids magazine, uh, which is uh, the fastest growing youth uh, or fastest growing kids magazine in the world uh, where we're motivating kids all over the world to go after their dreams and be inspired by other youth. Uh, you have the Team Hot Sauce, uh, which is uh, characters designed to motivate kids. The <laughs> Team Hot Sauce Success Stacks, which builds children's self-efficacy. Uh, I've written three books on youth development, uh, Persevere, Overcome, Win, Raising Extraordinary Kids, and a, and a new book called Be Unstoppable, Living Life, uh, which is for young adults. 
And then we got shoelaces and T-shirts and, you know, you got hats like this and like this T-shirt. Uh, so we're just doing a lot to, to motivate people, particularly younger people, and help them go after uh -huh. their dream. Man, that is awesome. Yes, sir. How did, how, did you, uh, how did you get these games uh, um, made? Did you like get with a group of people and saying this is going to help the youth or did you actually talk with the youths directly about how to go with this uh, concept of a game? Well, the success docs was pretty much based on the concept of self-efficacy, uh, which mm -hmm. um, is a, the philosophy built off of uh, Banduras, uh, which pretty much is the difference, the difference between self-efficacy and self-confidence is you know self-confidence is like i i am right like i am somebody mm -hmm. right self self-efficacy is the idea that i can do and so you know when i learned about the difference and i thought it was very fascinating because that's something that's missing in you know in youth today is the ability the belief in a lot of them that i can do something right beyond you know just you know being a celebrity or, or something like that but i can you know get out of depression right i can you know, get better grades in school. I can, you know, you know, control my anxiety, right? And so that was where it came from. I just realized that it was something that was needed and, and we just got to work on it. So it's a fairly simple game. It's words and phrases uh, that kids can learn to be able to add to their vernacular every day. So for example, a word is, you know, like um, confidence, right? And yeah. they take this word and they read the word, they understand what it means and they use it every day, right? So they might go to school and the word is confidence, you know, I am confident. Right. Or, you know, hey, I have confidence today or, hey, man, I have confidence in you that you could do something great. And they use it because words are power. And when you begin to speak uh -huh. certain words and understand them, you can apply them to your life. And then the words will create action behind it to get you to, you know, see change. That is so cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And by the way, regarding these youth, these youth camps and conferences, mm -hmm. are they like uh, nationwide through all the, uh, the inner cities in the USA? So Camp Warrior King is in Atlanta. Uh, we okay. have kids that come from all over the country to come to the camp, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just you know, coming in from, you know, staying with their aunts and uncles for the summertime. And they may come from, we got kids from California, New York, Chicago, D.C., I mean, all over the place that I come in because they're visiting their relatives and they end up coming to Camp Warrior King uh, some period over the time, you know, over the time we have camp. Uh, the conferences are, you know, that's something where we will go out uh, and do events. Uh, if there's a city that says, hey, look, we'd love to have you come out to our city and do an event, then we'll go and do it. So that's something that's a little bit more outreaching. But the, the magazine, the kids magazine is the thing that reaches children all over because they don't we don't have to be face to face in order to, for them to be motivated. So they can open up this magazine either digitally or get a hard copy, which I prefer them get hard copies so that they can take it, read it, touch it. You know, there's a quote in there that they like or an article they like. They can take it, tear it out and put it on their wall and be able to see it, whether it's in their bathroom or it's in their room or it's in their folder or they just fold it up and put it in their pocket. Right. It's designed for them to be able to kind of keep it with them at all times. So, you know, the magazine is what allows us to really reach you. And that's good to also let them steer away from the phone. Yeah, just have something to hold on to. Yeah, phone, yeah, yeah, definitely, man, because the, you know, there's just there's so much in the phone, right? And it's not, yeah. it, it's, you know, it's not necessarily just the phone, it's the content and that the content isn't censored or regulated, right? So, mm -hmm. you know, a nine year old can get on a phone and has access to the world. And so in a lot of ways, right, it's less good and bad. It's good that they have access to knowledge 
but it's also bad that they have access to knowledge, <laughs> so much knowledge, right? <laughs> right? Uh, you don't necessarily want your nine-year-old coming home and, and asking you questions about things that are, you know, adult topics that you may not may or may not be ready for them to um, learn about. Or the the worst thing is that you know you can't unsee certain things, so that's really hard for kids. Cool. Um, and out of all the lie, all the uh, the use that you've helped, was there one particular one that really that had this profound effect on you? Uh, man, there's tons of kids that have had a profound effect on me. Uh, uh-huh. We just, I mean, all the time, right? We're just, because we're seeing kids uh-huh. that are going out and coming back, right? Uh, so kids that have graduated from high school and they may go to the military, you come back, you see them and they're in their, you know, in their um, airmen's, you know, uniform or they're, you know, I got kids that are, you know, airmen, Marines or in the Navy, right? So you see these kids come back or now they're teachers or educators or they're in different fields. So just to see all these kids kind of coming back over the years and, you know, wanting to come back and say hello is lets you know that you had some kind of impact in their life somewhere. Uh, and that's the thing that, that really, you know, allows me, gives me the energy to keep going because we're seeing that we are making a difference, you know, um, somewhere. Cool. All right. Um, okay. You mentioned that you went to Uganda. Yeah. Uh, I just want to elaborate more on that. How, yeah. what was the experience like over there when you went there like the first time? Oh man. Uh, it was very eye opening, uh, for mm-hmm. two reasons. One, you know, so stateside, right in the United States, we, I mean, the world is so big, right? And so we see what's in yeah. the United States and then we see very little of what's going on in other parts of the world. Um, and you know, so when I saw Kampala, right, for the first time, I was like, wow, because there's all these skyscrapers, there's all these buildings, and it just totally shatters your very narrow perception of what you think is going on there, right? And, Mm -hmm. you know, you realize that, you know, first of all, that the people are very happy, right, that people are happy, they're smiling, they're enjoying their life, right, some, right, it's just like anywhere, uh, but there's all these skyscrapers and there's all these professionals, there's lawyers, there's doctors, there's all this stuff going on. Kampala's one of the fastest growing cities in the world. And you realize that it's in East Africa. Uh, and so that was very eye-opening and all the commerce and stuff going on and all the people and the color and the beauty and the nature and the vegetation. If you can just throw a seed on the ground, and that thing will sprout up, right? Because the soil is so rich. Uh, you know, so it was all the, the mm. food was great, right? The people are great. All that was great. Right. And then you have this other side where there's like extreme poverty. Right. Yeah. As it pertains to the children, um, you know, our idea of poverty, you know, really is, is material things. Right. And so you would see people who would appear to be in poverty, but they would have more joy than some of the, you know, yeah. middle class, upper middle class people you see in the United States that have hundreds of thousands of dollars, but can't find the ability to get out of the bed because they're depressed about something. Right. But you but the children, what what really touched my heart was I had never experienced child homelessness before. Right. To see that I experienced homelessness as a kid myself, but it was nothing compared to what I'm seeing these kids go through on the street, literally, you know, in in packs. Right. With no shoes. Right. Living in cardboard. Right. No food. And that was that was very touching. I said, man, you know, if there's something that we can do to be able to contribute to helping some of these children get a better life, then we should do it. And it ended up working out that we were able to do that. That's great. And how many years uh, have you been uh, involved with them? Uh, 
uh, for five years now. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. For five years now. Yeah. So it's been, it's been a lot of remarkable progress there. Um, we're seeing, we're seeing progress, right? We are seeing progress. The most important progress as a kid's, um, getting the education, being able to get educated and go from, you know, being in the orphanage, being able to move on, uh, being able to have dreams and goals, you know, being able to see some of the guys married, right. And have families and see these ceremonies and, and just seeing the the progress, but there's still a lot of work to do. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, there's still a ton of work to do there. Uh, so it's a long-term commitment for us. That's good. All right. How can people find more about you on the internet? Uh, they can go three things. I mean, they can go to the website. They can go to gosfb.com uh, to learn more about the projects and things that I'm doing. For the magazine, they can go to ukids.world. Uh, and I definitely want people to connect with me on social media so they can get real time, uh, you know, updates of what's going on. And that's uh, on Instagram at SF Dreams Big. Cool. And yep. uh, we're going to do a, a screen share here. I'll, I'll screen share your website for everyone to look at. All right. If they're, if they're watching the video here. And for those that are listening, uh, I'm going to give you the web link. So we're doing both the audio and video uh, podcast here. At the same time, so. Yes, sir. All right, let's let's share the screen here. And I will go to that window here. Select that. And there you go, folks. That is gosfb.com. And there's Sean himself holding the, the products. Yep. The gear. And by the way, I want to ask you this question. What's How that? did SF came about? Uh, SF stands for Sean's Free. Uh, I always oh, wanted to, okay. my, yeah, my, my, uh, my goal as a child was I wanted to be free, uh, uh-huh. to be able to go after my dreams, um, you know, to be able to free, free my time primarily, to be able to own my own time, to be able to work on something and be able to go after it, to be able to build those dreams however I wanted to. And so, you know, SF stands for Sean's Free. That is awesome. And they even, you even have a, a, a something for anyone to fill out. Yep. Yep. They can, they can hit us up right there. Yes, sir. Yeah. All right. And let me end the screen share there. And now, so what's next for you? What's next uh, for Sean Banks? What's next is, is continuing to build the, uh, the kids magazine. You can have it all. Uh, that, yeah, that, that's, that's what's next. That's what we're, we're sinking our teeth into so that we could be able to reach more children around the world to be motivated. Uh, cause mm-hmm. I believe that motivation is a universal language, right? And that, you know, everybody around the world, you know, deserves to have motivation or deserve to have the tools to be successful, especially youth. And, uh, so we want to continue to spread that message of, of positive, uh, content for kids. Uh, they can be able to come on and be able to see another kid that's in a skateboarding or a kid that's into reading or a kid that's in the, you know, I mean, whatever, horseback riding or whatever, and be inspired by it uh, and be inspired to say, hey, look, if they could do it, I could do it too. And and so that's what we want. So that's where we are at, at the magazine. Yes, sir. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. I saw that one photograph. How did you manage to meet the Tony Robbins? Uh, <laughs> so I met Tony Robbins at a at a conference. Uh, I met Tony Robbins at a conference and oh. um, had an opportunity to spend some time with him. And he asked me what I wanted to do. And I said, I want to do what you're doing around the world. But I want to do it for youth. Uh, and, you know, he 
kind of looked at me and he was like, you know, man, you can do it, right? I mean, this guy meets, you know, millions of people every day. I don't know, yeah. right? But it was just, it was a cool opportunity to be able to meet him and talk with him, spend a little bit of time with him. Uh, super high energy guy. Uh, <laughs> uh, super high energy guy. And it's funny because he's, you know, he's a, his personality is massive, but he's actually a big guy himself. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, yeah, it was a great time. I was at a conference. I got a chance to spend some time with him, and, uh, and that was great. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you learned a lot from him, too. Absolutely. Uh, I, I've, I'm just reading his books, you know, learning his story uh, and his strategies on how he does things. I've learned a lot, a uh, tremendous amount. Uh, particularly one of the things that stick with me most of all uh, from Tony Robbins is just maintaining the state of mind uh, and trying to and staying in a, in a certain state. Right. And so it takes work with just keeping myself in that positive state is important. Just dealing with life. Right. Because all kinds of things come at you. And it's like, OK, regardless of what comes, I'm going to stay in this state. I choose to be in this state. Right. I could choose to be in a different state of mind. So that's one of the biggest things I've gotten from. him. Yeah, I have one of his uh, mastery CDs, but I left it over there in, uh, in my parents place in Virginia. Uh -huh. So hopefully uh -huh. I can get those. Get it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Yeah, he's rich content, man. It's like. You know, with him, I mean, it's like eating a steak, right? It's like you got to yeah. take break it down into small bites and you kind of got to chew it and kind of savor it, you know, and then apply it, right? And then come back and get another piece because it's like there's so much. I mean, some of his books, you know, Unlimited Power, um, which is one of my favorites. Uh, Awaken the Giant is great too, but Unlimited Power is probably one of my favorite books. And it's just like this thick right and it's like you break it and it's like small words so you gotta i mean you're underlining and you're breaking it down and you're trying to apply all this stuff and it takes time so it's a book that you can read once a year <laughs> and find something new yeah man man i i noticed that you have something in the back there which actually leads on to my next question i was about to say who were your influences growing up uh my influences growing up i mean uh, first and foremost uh would be my parents uh, my mom primarily uh, my mother uh, is the one that, uh, you know, inspired me to go after my dreams. I mean, she would walk me past, you know, Ferrari lots when I was a kid. And, you know, we would be walking <laughs> and you know, she'd be walking me to school. And, you know, there was this like um, in Seattle off of Pike Street, there was this like car dealership and it had like Lamborghinis and Ferraris and Rolls Royces. Uh -huh. Right. And it was all like in a gl in glass. And so you would walk, we walked past and she say, I say, mom, I want one of those cars. Say, so, you know, you can do it. Right. And then we would go back to our little apartment. Right. And uh, as she started growing with her business uh, uh -huh. and getting us out of the inner city and getting us out of those situations, I was able to see that she was, you know, practicing what she was preaching, which is critical for any parent that has a child. Right. Is that they will yeah. do what they see you do more than what they see you say. And, um, you know, so that was primarily. And then there's there's plenty of others. Um, um, as far as, you know, influential people, people like, you know, Dexter Yeager, um, people like, you know, like I said, Dexter Yeager, George Halsey, um, people like, you know, Tony Robbins, I admire Stevie Wonder a lot, Muhammad Ali for the way he just stood up for people. Uh, I like the fact that he was able to, to pretty much tell himself something and then it manifests in the rest of the world, right? To where everybody believed he was the greatest because he was telling himself and it, it showed. Um, and the list goes on and on. Prince, man, is another one of my favorites, uh, just because he was such an amazing artist, but was able to stay so humble, you know, mm -hmm. with all that creativity and greatness, man. He was like just a cool guy. Um, so that was dope. And gave a lot, right? Gave gave back to people, gave a lot. And it didn't really, you know, it wasn't really 
boastful about it. You know what I mean? Like it was just like this yeah. is part of it's what we do, right? I'm in a position to help, so I help, right? So that was cool. Nice. All right. So, uh, and uh, what are some of the things you want to accomplish in life, you know, that you have yet to accomplish in life, whether it's on a, a personal or a professional level? Um, on a professional level, uh, my goal is to get, uh, is, is to just blow You Can Have It All magazine up as big as we can, get it on mm-hmm. every, in every single uh, country. I mean, if there's 196 countries where people read, we need to get it there. Uh, so to get it in all those countries, that's, that's where my focus is now, uh, is to really build that. Uh, so we can uh-huh. motivate kids. Personally, um, the the most important thing is just being a great dad, right? Like no. just to be present for my boys, yeah. uh, to spend time with them, uh, to be a great example uh, for them. Uh, you know, to 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 just spend that time, right? To continue to get better uh, as a father. Uh, that's 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 a that's a big goal of mine. Uh, I spend a lot of time with them now, but just you know, as they're growing, I'm learning, right? Learning to talk less. <laughs> with them, right? It's like okay, just let them fix. Sometimes they gotta figure out. They gotta learn. You know, just be cool, right? Yeah. Um, you know, it's being patient. You know, all that stuff. How old? Are, how old are your kids? Uh, I have one that'll be six next week. My other is nine. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So they keep me busy. Yeah, nice. Just like the dog that you just mentioned. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I guess I got three boys now. Yeah, and I got this puppy <laughs> running around, man. That's like pooping all over the place, man. And, you know, so but it's a lot of fun. And keeping us, you know, keeping us busy. But you know, another one, um, just real quick, is just mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm living in the moment, right? That's like so yeah. important, right? Sometimes, you know, we could be in a place and we're thinking about, you know, like I would sometimes think, okay, this is cool, but it would be better if it was this way, right? Or I wish yeah. it was that way. And it's like taking all that away and just really enjoying, like, right now, May 1st, on a Monday, soaking that up because you'll never get it again right however this day goes you'll never get this day you'll never get to replay this day and so it's just learning to really just be in the moment and just soak it up man yeah i try to do that too especially when i'm on vacation i try not to document too much with my phone i just want to be in that moment with my own eyes see see things unfold yeah yeah (laughs) yeah see with your eyes like you said not through the phone right because you're recording but seeing it with your eyes so i try to like I try to record like this, like I'm my phone's here, or it's like uh-huh. this now, I guess. And I try to come over here like this so I can record it, but I'm like looking at the same time. It's like it's crazy, but I get you. I get yeah. it, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I actually had some great moments. Um, just just most of them uh were were like not even using the phone. So uh-huh. that that was that was pretty cool, just like just enjoying that time, even for those few seconds or minutes. And I always keep telling people the best moments in my life, you know, many of which were not even documented on film or even with the right. phone, you know, or even with the, you know, taking with, with the phone. Yeah. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> and then it's like, but then, like they weren't, but then you kind of wish that they were, so you could see it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. At least I was able to get a, a photograph with Hulk Hogan for at one point, so. Oh, childhood man. fulfilled many years later. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh yeah. I would love that, dude. He, hey, you remember they used to have like the uh, the cartoon? Yeah. With Hulk Hogan and like um, oh man, Macho Man and Junkyard yeah. Dog and all those guys. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had we days. had the best cartoons back then. 
Yeah, that's all. Those were the days, bro. We did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we definitely did, man. They were just cartoons. There was no, like, I mean, there really wasn't any, like how a lot of cartoons or, or shows now have such a yeah. political undertone, right? They're like yeah. trying to relay a message in between, like it's woven in between as opposed to just being a cartoon, right? right? Just let the cartoon be the cartoon. You know what I mean? If the if the bad guy wins, the bad guy wins. You know what I mean? Just, you know, if they get away today, they get away. You let it be to be continued, right? Just, you know, so yeah. Yeah, we're yeah, missing was, a lot of that. I was actually having a conversation with with someone and we we're talking about the, you know, the company that the mouse runs and mm -hmm. the same thing. I just wish that yeah. it would just let it just be fantasy yeah. again. Just let it be fantasy again, man. Yeah, just let it be fantasy again. Like not a, not a message up under the the yeah. the, the cartoon. It's like I don't want to have to, right? As a parent, I don't want to have to watch a cartoon before my kid watches it. Yeah. Right. I want to just be able to say, okay, you're watching cartoons. Great. This is a safe space. Mm -hmm. My kid's just watching a cartoon. I don't have to worry about any other agenda, right there. Right, whether I agree with the agenda or not, it's like I don't want any agenda there. Just yeah. let them just be kids, right? Just we have to continue to protect the kids, and uh, you know, unfortunately, that is uh, is a is a battle uh, that I think is going to continue because you know it's just trying to condition and you know kids, and so it's just really challenging. You see, um, Walt Disney's vision back then—that's why he created Disney World for us to escape. You yeah, know, the real world problems and just be with our with our kids and enjoy. Right, right, right. Day. Not escape right yeah. in <laughs> Disneyland it to get back to it. Right. Yeah. And, and by the way, I went to Disneyland for the very first time in my life a, a few weeks ago, and I'm like, uh -huh. wow, this is smaller than Disney World. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a huge difference. Yeah, it's it a is. huge difference. But man, yeah, we can just keep the experience for the kids. Just I mean, keep it it's trying to keep them in a place of innocence, mm -hmm. right? So that they can kind of be able to formulate their own views, right? right? They deserve that to be able to kind of look at something and say, Hmm, I either agree or I don't agree, but they deserve that as opposed to being pre-programmed, right? To think a certain way before they're able to even formulate what, what it means, yeah. you know? So, you know, and that goes for pretty much everything. So it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. <laughs> but I love roller coasters, man. I tell you what, uh, I'm a roller coaster kind of person, so they keep that going all day long, man. I, I love it. Um, I went, uh, let's see, where were we? We were at uh, at Dollywood. Mm -hmm. um, it was this, uh, in the wintertime, like around Christmas time, I went to Dollywood. Man, we had a ball. And like my five-year-old was like on a roller coaster and I didn't think he was going to do it, man. But he was on a <laughs> roller coaster, like up in the front. And I'm like uh -huh. thinking he's going to freak out and he's having a ball. And I was like, my man, you know, and it, it was just, it was just fun. So, I mean, those kind of experiences, I, I, I love that about these theme parks, man. If you don't get on these rides. Yeah. By the way, was that yeah. in December? Uh, that was, was that the thing? It was between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So around there, oh, it was man. cold though. You know, what's weird. Well, our, our, our paths would have crossed because really, <laughs> yeah. Um, I was uh, me and my uh, girlfriend. Uh, we uh -huh. were invited over to uh, our our good friend's cabin. You know, family. Uh -huh. Yeah, and it was right at the entrance of Dollywood, right near. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. It was cold as a mug, man. Yeah, we had it was. Uh, hoods yeah. and all this, but yeah, man, it was fun. 
But man, you were there about the same time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> man, it's beautiful up there, man. Yeah, man, it is. It's beautiful, man. Yeah, yeah I, I was like, wow. Yeah. Did Did you had a, a bear scare over there or no? No, we didn't have a bear scare. No, we were down in Pitcher Forge. <laughs> yeah, we were down there. There's a whole lot of people. We didn't have a bear scare, man. But uh, it was it was it was a cold scare. I tell you that it was super cold out there, yeah. um, especially getting on those roller coasters. But it was fun. Mm, what's what's exciting like a roller coaster ride for me was when I drove there for the first time and I went on this hill. I mean, it's so uh, uh-huh. the, 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 just driving around and at the same time it's foggy. Oh yeah. Oh boy. Scary. Yeah. Yeah. Going through all those mountains and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. You, you realize how small you are once you're up there and something that big and like how big everything else is. Yes, sir. Yeah. Crazy. I was about uh, coming back over there, uh, maybe around Memorial Day weekend. You should. Yeah. Yeah. You should. It'd be nice then. I mean, the weather will be real good. You know? Yeah. yeah you should it's definitely do that. With family members right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Sean, if, if fate went on a different path for you back then, what would you have succeeded on professionally? Anything, uh, <laughs> uh anything, anything, uh, just the, I would have, I mean, um, anything I put my mind to really, uh, mm-hmm. I believe, believe that now. I mean, I believe that's what I believe about any, any human, right. That you can be successful at anything you touch. Um, now that of course, you know, that's, you know, you know, it's a colon after that, I guess, or whatever, right? Because it's a lot, yeah. right? With the effort and, you know, the skill and all that thing yeah. uh, that go, go into it. Um, but I wanted to be in business for myself of some sort. Um, I wasn't exactly sure what that business was. Uh, I did not want to work with kids. Uh, so that's the, the, the comedy and all this or the irony and all of it, if you will. But I guess the fact, the irony and the fact that I work with kids and I, and I have a business uh, really makes it interesting. Um, but I think I would have been successful at anything I was going to put my hands to because I was willing to put the work in, um, to really make it happen and just try to, you know, I just adamant on, okay, let me figure out how to make this work because I had watched, you know, I watched my mom do that. Uh, I've seen the results of family members and friends who didn't do that. So I know that I didn't want to be where I had seen some people. Uh, I know I wanted to be in a different place. Mm. You know, if I looked at you right now, I probably would say, oh, he's a, he looks like an athlete. Because yeah. You look, you look pretty built. Well, man, you know, um, the thing is, is that I, I did, I enjoy sports. If there was a sport that I could have played like that, it, uh-huh. it would have been baseball. Um, I would have really enjoyed playing baseball. I didn't, uh, but I, that was, that was probably a sport I wish that I would have spent more time in, right? Because uh, I enjoy it. Football is cool, uh, uh-huh. but football players don't last too long, man. And it's like That's when you true. see them. Well, and then when you see them after the league, I mean, you yeah, know, yeah. a lot of them are broken up, true. man. It's like, golly, was it really worth it? You know, you got millions and millions of dollars, but a lot of them are in a lot of pain because uh, yeah. of all these injuries. Um, but, uh, you know, baseball would have been a thing I would have enjoyed. I would have played first base, man. That's what I played when I was a kid. I would have enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, would have been uh, probably with the Braves. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd have been nice. <laughs> I mean, that would be nice. I mean, look at uh, yeah. look at Derrick Rose. He played for the Bulls for a while, and that was his hometown. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, definitely done that. Yeah, the Braves would have been dope. <laughs> or the Marlins, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or like, uh, or um, 
who is that uh, in Tampa? The Rays? Uh-huh. Yeah, or Blair played in Tampa. Yeah, played for the Rays or something like that. That would have been great. Great. Um, all right, let me see what I have. What else questions I have here? I'm just going to scroll it right here. Okay, I know there's a lot of viral videos plastered all over social media mm-hmm. showing the youth in the inner cities and inciting violence, lawlessness, and damaging property wherever they go. What's the best advice you can give them if they are listening to this episode right now? You're wasting your time. Like you're wasting you're like you're seriously wasting your time and the path you're on is you stay on that one and you're not gonna get what it is that you really want out of life. That's uh, the truth. I mean, you're in a world now where you got to compete not only with the kids that you're in your city, but with kids around the world. So while you're running around and yeah. doing all that, I mean, these other kids are. We have an article uh, in our issue. Uh, this issue just came out um, mm-hmm. from a, a guy uh, named Dominic out of Taiwan, and he's talking about why you know the children in Taiwan why they perform better, why you know Chinese kids in particular why they perform better. And, uh, you know, he's talking about ultimately it comes down to their work ethic is what it's about. Right. And it's a great article, but it's about work ethic, man. While some of our kids, too many of our kids are running around doing this lawlessness stuff, you know, making making bad choices. There's other kids around the world that are actually in school and studying for their professions and getting the grades to go to college. And the thing is that you got to compete with those kids. And so then when you can't compete with that kid, then your opportunities become very narrow. And if you look at online right now, if you just look on social media, look at how fast your jobs are, those jobs are becoming obsolete. Like think about the person that used to write things for, you know, uh, uh, you know, a CEO or things like that. Now they can use AI for that. Think about the person that was like flipping burgers when I had that job for 10, 15 years to be able to make money. Well, now they're going to have a robot for that. Think about Mm -hmm. the, the truck driver right? Or the bus driver that was able to drive those trucks and those buses and be able to make a living to take care of their family. Now they have trucks and buses that drive themselves, right? I was at um, uh, the Consumer Electronics Show in Vegas uh, a couple years ago, man. Automated buses, automated cars, automated trucks, mm-hmm. right? All those jobs are becoming obsolete and it's going to happen, right? Um, the Go to a gas station. You go to a gas station now, there's no person sitting there checking you out. You check yourself out. You go to a grocery yep. store, you check yourself out. So while you're wasting time not getting the skills and education you need, you may go to college, but go get a trade. While you're not doing that, there are other kids that are, and those kids are going to take the job. And then what are you going to do? Because right, in a minute, they ain't going to need you to sell dope either. They're going to have a robot for that or just be able to go into a store. <laughs> Weed's legalized. They don't even need you to sell dope no more. So what you going to do? Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Think, man. And we are on the outs. <laughs> By the way, I just saw this. Um, uh, did you know? It says in Japanese schools, the students don't get any exams until they reach the fourth grade. Why? Because the goal for the first three years of school is not to judge the child's knowledge or learning, but to establish good manners and develop character. The Japanese scholars teach manners before knowledge. Mm. And, and that's why they have so much discipline. That's why, that's why there's discipline. Yeah, I mean, shoot, man, hey, you're not, listen, these other cultures, you're not going to see them disrespecting their family. Now, I'm public, and, yeah. you know, you know, you don't see it that way. You don't see them misrepresenting. Um, and so that falls on the parents, right, uh, yeah. to 
you know, a parent their kids. Like when the kids in Chicago were running down the street, you know, the whole thing goes, well, where are the parents, right? Where is the parents? That's like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. where are the parents? That was actually my next question. I was like, what, what would you like to say uh, to the parents? Uh, to the parents? Um, uh, the number one, the number one goal of a parent, right? Outside of all this other stuff, right? Is there's all kinds of things, right? Kids don't come with a manual, but it's to be present, to be actively engaged and present in their life, right? No one knows the secrets to parenting and have them until after they've parented a child, right? But, but to be actively engaged in, in with your with your kid. Uh, and to recognize that, yes, you are your child's best friend. Um, a lot of times parents say, I'm not your friend, I'm your parent. No, you're their best friend. Um, but that doesn't mean that you give them everything that you want, right? A best friend is somebody that's going to have their back and, t- and then tell them, uh, you know, when they're right and when they're wrong. But that's, mm-hmm. what a, that's what a real friend is going to do. Um, you know, a real friend is not going to, you know, mistreat them or abandon them. Right. I mean, we got all these, you know, it's like parents out here just abandoning their kids. You know, you got dads out here having kids all over the place and not taking care of them. Right. And it's like, well, what's the deal with that? Right. It's like it's a yeah. big issue. Um, so to be engaged, uh, because the the alternative is nobody, you know, the teachers are overworked. Right. Teachers mm-hmm. are overworked. They can't just educate anymore in, the, in America. They got to educate them on school. Then they got to teach them about hygiene and deal with their anxiety and depression and deal with all this other stuff that's going on and then try to teach them, right? Well, where are we going to put all these people that have these issues where we want to rehabilitate as many of them as we can? Yeah, that's an option. But what about the ones that can't be rehabilitated? Well, then they get thrown into prison. Uh, So now you have all this privatized prison and everybody's mad about that, right? But nobody's mad about the fact that these parents aren't parenting. And so not that one is right or wrong or whatever, but if we can get the parents to focus on raising their kids, then some of these other issues that are going on on the other side um, won't affect their children. Parent your kids before it's too late. Don't you think it would be beneficial if you can probably start some sort of a seminar with with parents? Yeah. As a means to, you know, to to make the family uh, bonding cohesive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it would definitely be beneficial because um, there's a lot of parents that just don't know, right? So for me in particular, I'm more on accelerating the performance of youth, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I talk to parents about how to do is to accelerate their child's performance, not how to necessarily parent, right? Because the parent knows the child better than any of us. If you just spend time with your kid, you're going to know exactly how your kid ticks but because your child is you. And if you spend time with the child's with your mate, right? Whether that's your husband or however you got this child into the world, then you're going to know that person, which means you're going to also know your child. Uh, but absolutely, we could do that. It would be great because we could talk to parents about how to improve their child's work ethic, how to improve their discipline, their confidence, their focus, right? How to keep them in the right environment, right? Because even if you're in a situation where it's like, well, I live in the inner city, how can I keep my child in the right environment? Just because your child is in the inner city doesn't mean it has to be of the inner city, which is a big difference. Yeah. I, I feel for them too, because some of them, uh, you know, they really work too hard and yet, yeah. you know, they can't come home. Some of them got two jobs. Yep. Yep. And, and, um, tough. and, and the city even fails uh, the community, especially when they close schools down. 
Yep. You know, kids got nowhere to go. Kids start resorting to doing, you know, foolish things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, we see it all the time, right? You have a, yeah. a you know, a, a basketball program that was keeping the kids off the street, get shut down for whatever reason, mm-hmm. or a basketball court, because now, you know, that basketball court had enough acres to build a high rise. So now they want to build a high rise there instead of letting it be there for the children. Um, but that the importance of that is people understanding how to adapt. Right. And so yeah. it's, you know, we have to adapt necessarily when you have to adapt, you're, you have to adapt, not necessarily because you want to, but because you have to a lot of times. Right. Something has happened that you didn't necessarily want to happen. And now you have to adjust to that situation. That is why it's important for children to have their parents, because as a parent, you've gone before them. So when the basketball court where your kid used to go to get shut down and now there's a high rise there, you say, OK, well, now you may not be able to play outside, but we're going to play over here now. Mm-hmm. And go to this place. And and yeah, it might be a situation where I don't have the money or I have a situation. But what I've learned is that when you make a decision, the way will present itself. And that's the thing. When you make a decision, the way will present itself. No, you may not have the money to go over here. But when you make a decision, at least I know my kid ain't going to be over here on the corner. They're going to mm-hmm. do something else. Something will open up. A scholarship opportunity. Yeah. Um, you know, a program that you can't afford. A job where you can get a raise to be able to provide. Something always opens up. But you have to be able to make that adjustment to be able to do it. You know, yeah, and, and yeah. Yeah, and the rewards will follow if you make the They'll right follow. decision. Yeah, but there's so many parents, man, that just certain things they just don't know not to do because it was done to them. For example, you know, you shouldn't yell. You shouldn't yell at your children. But if you were yelled at and cussed at by your parents, you don't know. You're like, okay, well, I'm all right. At least I think I am. You're like, well, you don't know that you shouldn't do that to your kid. I mean, we see stuff on social media where it's like parents like having a conversation and they cussing with their kid. You know, dropping the f bomb with like a ten year old, and he's dropping the f bomb. It's like, well, hold up, man. Like, how is that okay, right? Um, you know, it's just certain things that people don't realize that maybe they shouldn't do, or they should think, rethink how they're doing it. Um, that they just don't know. Yeah, yeah. By the way, um, something irks me, and I'm on. I go on Twitter every once in a while, and it's right. it's just showing like just people beating beating up each other, whether it's it's a grown up or whether it's a, a youth. Yeah. And the thing is, they never explain as to why what's going on. They just try to rile yeah. up everyone. Yeah. Try to start something. Yeah. Some beef. Yeah. 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 Keep it, keep a division. Keep yeah. a division going. Man. Yeah, I hate to see that. I hate to see it. It's like you know people like fighting on social media like you see them mm-hmm. fighting these clips it's like man why are you why are you showing this but it's entertainment man it gets the yeah. views you know man you have fifty thousand views for something like that and and you know maybe 10 views for something that'll uh, improve somebody's life and it's like you know it, it it's, a, it's like what are they thinking yeah they'll talk about how bad it is and then share it with 10 people <laughs> <laughs> man I mean, especially when you just see someone just like knocked out cold and everyone's just like yeah, so happy. Man. So happy, yeah, walking over them or you're seeing mm-hmm. this, you know, this very ignorant portrayal of a group of people uh, which creates fear in the real world, right? If you see a group of people always fighting and beating up each other and doing ignorant things, when you step outside in the real world, you're going to think that everybody's like that. 
right? And that's not the case. And so it's very important um, that we control that, but it's like, how can you control it if that's all you're seeing, right? If that's all you're seeing, how can you control that happening? So you know, it's one of the things we got to deal with. And when, when things just spread out viral like that, it's just, man, just everywhere. It's everywhere. crazy. Exposure, yeah. yeah. Yeah, See, back crazy. then we had con- we had control and we didn't have the internet back in the back in our days. We didn't have it. Yeah, you didn't have that. But now you got it, and that's why it's mm-hmm. important for people to 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 monitor yeah. what their kids are looking looking at and listening to. I mean, like you know, viewer discretion be be advised is for a reason, uh-huh. right? You know, there's a reason that that E is in front of those songs. It's like okay to let you know that really what it says is that your kid shouldn't be listening to this. Your kid shouldn't be watching this. If your kid is nine years old and this movie is rated rated R or it's rated PG-13, they probably shouldn't look at it, right? Yeah. But it's challenging because now so many movies that kids like is rated PG-13. For example, right. all of your Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. All of your, uh, what else? I'm trying to think of what other, you got uh, Marvel and then you got, um, what yeah, else? You got all these, these Star TV Wars. shows on Netflix. And then you got all these TV shows on Netflix where it's like, you know, where your kid really should be like 13 or above before they're even mm-hmm. seeing any of that stuff. Um, but what's happening is that we're not following that guideline. So you have your child, for example, you know, nine out of 10 children of color cannot read uh, above the fourth grade level or by fourth, excuse me, by fourth grade level, nine out of 10 children of color are reading below level. That is a statistic. You can look it up. All right, Sean, thanks for your time and being a part of my podcast today. I learned so much about you in your own words, you know, and all the best in your success always. I appreciate and, uh, it. It's been a pleasure. Sure. Now, is there anything you want to say to the viewers and listeners before we sign off? Uh, check out You Can Have It All Kids magazine. And if you have a youth uh, that you would like to get some good content, good, safe content for kids, I have also have a possibility to be in a magazine, then go to You Can Have It All Kids. So it's youkids.world. Uh, and then other than that, man, go after your dreams, man. Anything you want, man, you can really do it. Um, just don't give up. Just keep going. You heard that, everyone? Yep. Yeah, go for your dreams. And thank you, everyone, for listening to another episode of the 2400 Block Podcast. We are back season number four premiere right here with the one and only Sean SF Banks. Thanks again. Sir. Thanks for listening to this episode of the 2400 Block Podcast. Feel free to follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Overcast, and Spotify.